Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. All right, go ahead and roll for Perception. I got a 13. Hey, that's pretty good. With that, you can tell there's some fantasy situations going on. You hear some adult language. And with that, you can tell this podcast probably isn't for kids. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from crazy crevasses to crafty krakens. And today, we're talking about half-elves. Half-Elves, Brian. They're probably my second favorite race. I love Half-Elves. Uh, I think the only race I like better is humans. But cool. um, Okay. And Half-Elves are half-human. That's pretty good. Yeah. I, I really like Elves. I really like I humans. I love Elves. I I'm, love humans. I'm banking. I'm going to love this. Yeah. Half-Elves are actually a really popular race. Uh, I, I swear to God, every party that I've ever been in or ran has at least, at least one Half-Elf in it, at least for a moment. You're, it sounds like you're just a really badass human, basically. Mm. I'm actually, I'm happy that you said that because that's um, a lot of people will say one of the biggest complaints about half elves and like how common they are is that uh, they're treated as a human plus. Yeah, like you're a human plus. Yeah, because you get you get that extra life that like a human would probably desire. Want, right? yeah, yeah, and you get dark vision. Yeah, don't don't they all though? <laughs> um, and I granted, like I think if I was given the choice to be any of these races in real life, I would choose probably half elf. Um, I feel like, and I think this is pretty common um, feeling that treating the half elf as a human plus is actually a really poor way to go about it. Yeah. It Cause they're different from the race. And yes. there's a lot about being a half elf. And I feel like if you're going to choose to be a half elf, you need to take in consideration what it means to be a half elf. Um, because like, to choose it because it's a human plus all these extra bonus stuff. Like, yeah, it's pretty metagamey. Because like, I've seen, um, like, how does a half half elf come to be? Like, oh, an elf has to take pity on a human and sleep with them. Well, I mean, that's yeah, that's one way. Okay, <laughs> so let's talk about the origin of half elves before we start getting into it. Um, guess who we're about to talk about? 
Tolkien. We're about to talk uh, about Tolkien. Okay, yeah. <laughs> half elves, Tolkien. <laughs> so Tolkien is probably the first iteration of half elves I've ever seen. They are nothing like D and D half elves, as uh, as is same with half orcs actually. Um, so half elves in Tolkien. Okay. Half elves, not to be confused with halflings. Yes, definitely. Speak while we're yeah. on Tolkien, yeah, you know, hobbits and halflings. No, half elves. Um, Elrond is actually a half elf. Nice, even though he's also a full elf it's because the way half elves work in uh, middle earth is if you are born of elven and human ancestry not just are your parents human and an elf but if you were born if human uh biology is in your bloodline you can choose to either be elf or be human oh like okay when do you make that decision so i'm not too clear on that but okay do you remember and I think it's only really talked about in the first movie and the third movie when Arwen, that's the elf who uh, she has a relationship with Aragorn. Mm-hmm. She says she would cho- choose a mortal life. Right. It's because she can choose to be mortal um, because she has human ancestry and she would give up her immortality in order to have a life with Aragorn. So you can't go back. I don't think you can. Because that would be like. I'll just be mortal for a while. Yeah, no. And no. You're dead, pull it back. No, yeah, no. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I believe Arwen maintained her immortality until the day Aragorn died, and then she gave it up and died. See, okay, yeah. that was my next question. Is like, okay, if you're immortal for like 300 years, and then you want to switch to human, like, you you're going to turn die? to dust, No, right? <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that. I, it, You know, it's all... You age, like, 300 years in the course of a week, and then would, you turn into dust. That would suck. Um, no, it like, doesn't work like that. Like two days? Or maybe... I saw you two days ago. You looked fine. Now you look... <laughs> Hello, you look, yeah. Brian. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> um so no, it doesn't work like that. Or maybe it does. I actually don't know because a lot of times in Tolkien's work, magic is so non-descriptive. It's very abstract. Um, I was actually I was watching an amazing YouTube video by Brandon Sanderson where he talks about magic systems and like uh, magic systems with or without rules and like the certain rules you got to follow when you're writing a novel. And that's totally off subject, but it's really cool. You should watch that video. Magic is so <clears throat> just what you need it to be, you know. Not if you follow Sanderson's Three Laws of Magic. Okay. So, and, oh, all right. Yeah. I'll have to look Sand- into that. Okay. This is super off topic, but Brandon Sanderson is probably my second favorite author of all time. And as good as Patrick Rothfuss, I feel, is at magic systems, Sanderson is fucking incredible at magic systems. But back to half-elves. Okay. So Tolkien's half-elves, obviously very different from D&D half-elves. Mm-hmm. D&D half-elves, it's literally your one parent was an elf. One parent was a human. Right. How just that like the came half orc. Up, yeah. How, just like the half orc. How that came about can depend on, well, it depends on your choices as a character. Mm-hmm. It also depends on like the relationship between elves and humans in your world. Um, there are, there is another way, um, and this isn't consistent across all settings, but I believe it's an Eberron. Where half elves are actually, they, they technically breed true. Not in the same way that tieflings do, where it's like... I think we talked about what. So, what do you mean when you say half elves would breed true? Do you mean like like, two half elves would breed another half elf? Yes, that's exactly it. And there's an entire, basically established at this point, race of half elves. Right. Okay. It's an entire race. It's not like uh, in normal D and D where it's like they are a race, but like there's so few of them that they're like yeah, because they have to come about with like you have an elf 
and a human, yeah, and that's yeah. the only way to get a half elf. Exactly. But if you have a community of half elves, that'll start to just exactly compile, and then you have like a, a whole culture. Right. And I've seen things where like quarter elves, or like and I don't know how canon they are, but um, in Eberron, I think the understanding is this: if a half elf and a half elf have a child, it's always a half elf. Okay. If a half elf and a human, or a half elf and an elf have a child, fifty percent, it's either. Half elf or whatever the other parent was. Oh, okay. So that's how half elves work in Eberron. It's not like no. a bunch of generations later, and it's like, yeah, I'm I'm one eighteenth Cherokee. Yeah, yeah. Like how people. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it could like I've seen stuff where it's like <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. Uh, I've seen stuff where it's like um, there's like elf blood in the bloodline so like maybe some sort of inherent magic comes out later or something mm-hmm. like that but one 16th Cherokee that's one great way to look at it speaking um, on that yeah. um with like just elves in general the like the fae ancestry thing mm-hmm. like I just have fae in my blood and yeah. therefore I'm there it like, is it's like fae touched or fae blooded yeah that's what okay. comes out yeah got um, it all right that's what I meant okay so here's another thing I haven't really seen it but it may, I've heard people talk about it, and I feel like it makes sense. And I haven't made it canon in my world, but I'm really considering it. Is If you think about it in real life, um, there are certain hybrids in nature that can occur. Like the liger is a real animal. You can breed yes, a tiger is. and a lion. Um, uh, I believe a mule is a donkey and a horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that's common across all these hybrids, they are infertile. They cannot breed. That's interesting. Yes. Yeah. So wouldn't it kind of make sense if like half elves or there there are a race called half dwarves called moles um they couldn't breed haven't haven't seen it but wouldn't that that would add on to a lot of the already many tribulations a half elf or half orc have in life yeah because like um common folk would see you and be like uh like you're a what like, right that's not a regular thing like yeah. you live your lifespan and die off and there are there's you're unique there's not another one of you right yeah, and that that would be an interesting way to go about it. Again, I haven't really seen it done, but hey, there it is. Yeah, okay. In uh in third edition, um, and I don't know the details on this, but for some reason there was like a whole gaggle of types of half elves you could be, and they seem to be based off uh either where you were born or raised. There were like Arctic half elves, jungle half elves, desert half elves. Oh, so you'll you'll be like nature flavored. I guess, elf? which is weird. I, I, it's, it's I guess like the it's wood because elf. you're elven, like. And maybe in 3E, because I don't know 3E all that well, maybe there was also flavored elves like that. I don't know. But I was reading on the Wikipedia, I'm like, that's weird in the notes now, because <laughs> that should be talked about. So yeah, those are those are all the iterations of half-elves that I can think of off the top of my head. That just seems like excessive to like build stat. Well, third, wasn't third edition really like stat versatile heavy kind of? Um, or mean, no, is that fourth? I get it confused. Uh, they both they both are very uh, mechanics based. Three mm-hmm. um, E had they both had serious power serious power creep. I think three E had more because it was around longer. And God, did they come out with a million books? Um, and plus three point five kind of added on to it, right? Um, so there's just there's just so many books in three E, and there's so much power creep, and it's it's just a <laughs> wild wild ride. It, I can't imagine trying to dive into three E without having any friends who played it. If like, that was like my first edition of D anD D, just diving in now. Yeah, with the just way like it let is, me learn like, thirty oh, real quick, and no. you don't have a role play experience. Like, that would that's... be daunting, um, without a doubt. Yeah, there's a lot of con- lot of content to pull from. I'm gonna drink some of this water. You drink some of that water. Um, th- I'm really um, 
interested yeah. in all these different kinds of like elf. Like, mm. I don't know why I'm stuck on it. Like, so I live in the jungle and so now I'm a jungle elf. Like, yeah, that's strange. I, I, I don't, like, I don't know where that comes why from. Why can't you just be the elf stats and the, and be from the jungle? Like that, that's how five E seems to tackle it is like, Oh, my flavor comes from like my background story. And if I'm from the jungle, I might have tendencies to be like more versed in the jungle. Kind of like how the ranger has like their special terrain. Right. Right. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, okay. So, uh, I mean, in previous editions, if you look at like four E had like, I think by the time it was over, almost 80 playable races. And that doesn't Holy even com- include sub races. So, like, it, there's just a lot of content that just grows over the years of an edition. Where, where are we getting at in 5e? We got like. Um, we I got think a good, we're like. Good amount. I think we're at like 16 or some so below 20, I think. Still. Really? Okay. Yeah. I thought, okay. Yeah. No, 5e's been really good about not creeping too, too far. All right. Let's talk about like half elf like biology. So. Half elves are born from elves and humans, right. and as we know, humans live what seventy, eighty-ish years. Elves live anywhere, depending on your um, setting, from three fifty to like a thousand years. Yeah, I always um, think of like the eight hundred to a thousand as like a good marker for elves. Yeah, and- I agree with that. Um, half elves generally live roughly two hundred years, so a little over double human lifespan. Yeah, pretty good. Um, they they have long ears; they're not as long as normal elves. Um, they are. Shorter and skinnier than humans, but taller and bulkier than elves. Kind of like the reverse of the half orc. Right. Okay. Um, they uh, they're less hairy than most humans because elves don't have body hair. Cool. I, I don't know where that comes from. I guess it comes from Tolkien because Tolkien's work they don't either. Body so, hair is because it's gross and unelven. Like <laughs> it's so not fey. Look at these humans um, with their pits. Their nasty what, pits. One one interesting thing. <laughs> one interesting thing is because um, this is a, this isn't. Uh, the same for half orcs, but it's said that half elves, when looked at by humans, they see an elf, but when elves see a half elf, they see a human. Okay, and be- it's this is like oh, I can see all the human in you. Yeah, yeah, and so uh. the- <laughs> so this is one of the many things that can kind of make a half elf's life hard, because um, half elves will usually end up being originally raised in one of two communities, either a human community. Or a uh, elven community, and both have their problems. Yeah, in the elven community, no one's going to want to love you super hard because you're about to die, like, from the second you're that's, born. That's uh, yeah, that's <laughs> a great point. Um, so, yeah, if, if a half-elf is raised among elves, there's a few problems. One is um, you're going to have to deal with either a lot of disdain because they don't like the human part of you, or pity because... You're about to die. You Yeah, to, <laughs> to them, like, your life is about to flicker out. Oh, damn, um, please eat all these things and, and do all this stuff. You're, you're, you're so short on time. <laughs> well, yeah. But um, so so like you're you're already going to have this natural like division between you and the rest of the people. On top of that, elves live these slow, long, patient lives. Mm-hmm. They don't do a lot in a long swath of time. Um, yeah, like they like to be like, oh, I'm going to be a basket maker for a hundred years or whatever. Right. Get super crisp at this. Yeah. They're, they just, they're super slow. <clears throat> they don't. Okay. So the, the, the long lived races do not innovate. They're traditionalists. <laughs> they yes. take forever to do everything. And it, that's one of the things that make humans stand out in this world is they're innovative. They're ambitious. They're, their short lives drive them to do as much yes, as they can. Yes, you're on the clock. You're going to try yeah. to be better. And half-elves are going to get a lot of the same energy and drive 
uh, and thirst for life that comes from the human side. Right. So living amongst elven communities, they will grow um, restless and uh, frustrated. And on top of it, they're not very well accepted. And then they start to like age way faster than everyone around them. Yeah. Um, so it leads to usually not too happy of a life. They end up leaving. We're going to yeah, jump over exactly. to the human Makes side of good things. adventurers. Well, oh, yeah. Half-elves make natural adventurers. Let's jump over to the human side because it's a totally different problem. So um, probably your first 20 years of life as a half-elf is going to be pretty fucking normal. Like you might get picked on or, yeah, or, or whatever. Is, I have a question real quick. Is yeah. the beginning of your half-elf life supposed to be like you age up until you're, you mature as an adult and then like... Because yeah. that's how elves work, that's right? That's how elves work, too. You go up to adulthood, which uh, is like where a human would generally become an adult. Right. And then you're just an adult for fucking ever. Pretty much. Okay. Exactly. So so elves, half-elves will age normally all the way till they're roughly 18 or 20, probably mm-hmm. around 18. Okay. And then it basically starts to super slow down. So imagine this. You are raised in a village, and we're going to presume this village has no racism, so that's not even an issue for you. Sweet. Um, and you're having this great life. And y'all graduate high school and things are great. Fast forward 10 years and everyone's getting up there pushing 30 and you still look like you're 20. Probably not too big of a deal yet, but let's fast forward 10 more years. Yeah, it's just like, damn, you look good. Yeah. You still look good. Fast forward 10 (laughs) more years where all your friends and everyone you know uh, is getting to be about 40 and you still look 25. Yeah. 10 more years go by. All those people are in their fifties, and you're still not quite looking thirty. And is there is there plumbing yeah. in this town and like sanitation? Because these people are probably starting to get close to death if they're living in the dark ages kind of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think in <clears throat> yeah, Jeremy Indeed. Jeremy cut himself on a, on a tree branch, and now he's got <laughs> just couldn't cure that he's infection. Got fucking like green arm or whatever. Yeah, green arm. <laughs> well, I mean, they have clerics, Brian. Like, there's magic in this fucking world. <laughs> that's like, right. Yeah. They don't need technology. Okay, so so I mean, oh, that's a bad. Fast, staff fast infection. Let me lay these hands when, on you. <laughs> when all your friends and your, I mean, your parents have long passed, and and if you had any like siblings adopted or otherwise, like they're in their seventies or eighties or dead, you're barely pushing thirty. Yep, and you and you don't know. All of a sudden, you don't know anybody. All of a sudden, anymore. you don't know anybody, or like it's the next generation. And if, theoretically, if you lived your entire life, you would probably outlive three entire human generations. Like. That's yeah, going to kind of mess you up. Like, you can't really get close to anyone because they're going to die. Yeah. Um, so that can mess you up. On top of that, there usually is a racism against elves because there's a lot of racism in D&D because one of the driving factors of the world. Like, these races don't get along. How does that affect everybody? Yeah, everybody's xenophobic. Yeah, everyone's xenophobic. I mean, humans are probably the least xenophobic in D&D, but in a lot of fantasy I read, like, humans are the worst. Yeah. Like, they're really <laughs> bad. Like... I mean, they're all bad, but humans are really bad. So, like, yeah, you're going to get bullied. You're going to get not accepted. If elves don't have good standing with human beings, you're going to be treated like dirt. Yeah, the relationship that you you create with these different races in your world, because you could strip all that and be like, no, everybody gets along. Right. And everybody's just cool, and you are what you are. And, and you totally can do that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but honestly. We're, we're talking about, like, the lore that D&D built. Well, we are and we aren't because here's the, the, that lore is D and D, but here's where things got a little weird for me because I grew up reading Dragonlance and Dragonlance is a D and D setting, and in that setting, half elves, much like I've just described, have serious issues with uh, having to deal with racism from both sides of things. See, that's hard because you're like you you can identify with one or the other mm-hmm. if you want, but no mm-hmm. one's gonna identify with you because yeah. you're like a 
you're you're not one or the other. Exactly. And like I really like this. I mean, it makes it really hard on characters, but I really like this cuz this reflects real life. Oftentimes people of mixed race uh are born of both and belong to neither. Yeah, they and have they have some really struggles hard. growing up yeah, and things like that. Absolutely. Um so I like this. Fast forward to me actually playing D&D later in like the vanilla D&D setting. Um and I like this too. This even though it's totally different. Elves are super fantastic ambassadors and diplomats they are widely accepted they're like the super liked race like everyone likes a half elf yeah uh they're gonna come in and be they have that leadership they got that leadership quality they are like the natural born leaders they got that plus two to charisma and when i first came across this it was so wildly different from what i was originally used to i was like that's weird like no this doesn't make sense with like what i got up in here in my head when it comes to half elves but i like i grew to understand it over time and um the reason that this is the way it is and the way it makes sense is because you, as a half-elf, kind of get the best of both races. You get the grace and wisdom of an elf without the aloofness or the condescension that a lot of elves will carry. That right, okay. Um, and at the same time, you have the human energy, relatability, and enthusiasm, but you're not as coarse or oafish as many humans tend to be. Yeah, you have that drive and innovation, and you have like a higher higher mentality, yeah. so to speak. Exactly. So it make it kind of makes sense that these people would like in a world where racism isn't too strong against elves or humans, would they would definitely rise to the top and be very good leaders and. And so if that's the world you're running, that makes total sense. Yeah, your second hundo living is going to be like, <laughs> you're going to really like do some shit. Yeah, 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 theoretically. Yeah, like I've had, I've had the wisdom of an entire lifespan for a human True. to like get versed enough to go do whatever it is I want to do. Yeah, and, uh, and I'm not going to be a dick about it like an elf would. Yeah, and, and you, <laughs> exactly. And you can go adventure and yeah. have a full on, you probably have like, how long do you think like an adventurer would spend their lifespan? Like what percentage of their lifespan would they use up on traveling or adventuring? I mean, I guess that depends. I mean, I think most of them would go if they're super into it and they're like all about adventuring all the way up until old age and then when they can't do it anymore. Come back in so there's and be that. chill until they yeah. get tired and maybe they need a short rest. Kind of like us. Kind of like us, Brian. All right. Let's take that short rest. Let's do it. (laughs) Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everybody, welcome to the part of the episode where we stop talking about whatever we were just talking about and we start talking about something else and that something else is you and a little bit of us too. Yeah. So, start with you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, it, it really warms my heart to see everybody getting in on those comment sections like we've been asking. Really appreciate that, guys. The mm-hmm. responses have been huge and uh, can't be happier. Really. Yeah. yeah, thanks again. Thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, we do not pay anything to advertise this show. The only way this show is spreading the word is it by you spreading the word. So if you could spread the word, we'd appreciate it. And to sweeten that deal of spreading the word, we are running a promotion where we are giving away three custom Hero Forge minis in the ultra-detailed plastic. Um, on July 4th, I will basically pull three names of people who enter, and those three people will win. The way you enter is by simply tweeting a link to the show. It could be YouTube or SoundCloud or iTunes. It could be any episode or playlist. Just tweet a link to the show with the hashtag DungeonCast. I will see it. I will add you to the list. And on July 4th, we are going to pull three lucky people to win their own custom Hero Forge mini. Yep, just uh, make sure I see some people tweeting without that link. Uh, don't work. That don't work. No, you gotta hit. Uh, you gotta hit us with the link. If, if you hashtag the Dungeon Cast, which a couple people did, I was like, all right, you get on the list. But, yeah, but you gotta you gotta hashtag the Dungeon Cast, please. Yeah, do uh, do hashtag Dungeon Cast. That's like the easiest way to find us anyway. Um, if you just type Dungeon Cast into YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, we'll come up, and um, we really appreciate everybody getting out there and listening and subscribing and commenting and things like that. Um, yeah, just tell your friends. I mean, you can, like I said, you can find us on SoundCloud.com slash The Dungeon Cast. Find us on YouTube. Find us on iTunes and give us that rate and subscribe and some feedback. You can also email us with any questions you have at uh, TheDungeonCast at gmail.com. Uh, get in there. Give us some feedback. If you want us to answer any questions on the show, you can do that, too. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, tweet out that link to the show. Get yourself that high-definition mini. <laughs> All right. I think we're ready to get back to the show. Yeah, let's go back to the show. All right. Did you have a question for me, Brian? But I'm only half an elf. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I did that call call back. Call back to an episode a few episodes ago. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yes, you are only half an elf, theoretically. Um, Um, Would you rather be a human or an elf if you had to pick? Who? Indeed. I mean, I'm already human, so I guess elf. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, I, I, why not get the long life? Uh, and I do like elven culture. I think it's really cool. So if so. you had to pick between being uh, uh, an, 
a human, an elf, or a half elf? Which one would you? Oh, be? half elf, definitely. And definitely. then, if you were a half elf, would you live with the humans or with the elves? If you were like, if you decided where you got to be raised, um, I think I would. Mm, I think I would love to be raised with the elves, and then totally pull out. All right, I'm out of here. Bye. See the world. I'm going to get bored eventually, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. But like elven culture is really dope. And then you can go back yeah. at the end of your adventure and everyone's like, "Oh, you're an old man now and everyone's still the fucking same." Yeah, that's true. That's not bad. I probably wouldn't come back. You know, and if you if you're hanging out with elves, you probably don't have to experience like like a lot of loss. Because loss, like, of if life you, is rare in, in yes, being an elf. If you live with elves, you don't get to experience a lot of a lot of things. And right. that's one of the issues with half elves living there is they really do get bored. They really, And not just bored, but, like, they get this wanderlust. They get, like, frustrated yeah. with the people around them. Because you can, like, like, probably go around learning, yeah. like, whoever's doing what yeah. craft, if they'll accept you as, like, a mentor. Yeah, but, e- but even then, like, uh, imagine this. Imagine, like, a, a world where we all live till we're a thousand. Like, imagine, like, apprenticeships. How long does an apprenticeship last in that world? So they too say, long. Too long for you, even if you're a half-elf, too long. So they say, like, it takes about ten years to become the master of something, mm-hmm. like, to be yeah. so well-versed. So if you spend your first 50 years mastering like five different crafts or whatever. I mean, like, you could if if that's what you want to do. Yeah. But that's probably not what you're going to do in real life. Um, well, that, that, it makes proficiencies kind of make sense as you're in your backstory. Like, oh, I, I trained with weapons yes. or like I, I studied healing and magic or. And in a lot of ways that will get reflected in your stats, which I'll, I'll get to in right after this. So I think last thing I want to say about like the whole elf, half elf uh situation is yeah, you're, you're you're getting frustrated you're getting wanderlust you're you're by comparison super impatient and you feel like no one understands you and in fact no one does because elves even if it's your elf father or mother and they love you dearly they're not going to be able to wrap their minds around the things that make you human they're just they can't they don't understand they can't come from that mindset yeah you're gonna and pull. so you're gonna live this life as a half elf uh, of of not really belonging anywhere. Yeah, your personality traits of, from being half human are gonna mm-hmm. are gonna come out, and yeah. they're yeah, like you say, they're not gonna yeah. be understood. Yeah, and this makes again, this makes half elves natural wanderers, natural adventurers. Uh, they tend to thrive in multicultural um, environments. Okay. They like being surrounded by a multitude of different races because then. It's they feel more like they do belong. Yeah, you know it's a I mean? it's a yeah. it's a melting pot, and they're yeah. they feel uh, like not everybody belongs like in their cliques or whatever, right? Because you're in this area with like lots of diversity. Yeah, and so absolutely. there is there's no pressure to be like an elf, right? There is no uniformity, right? There um, you go. And so again, these are all things that I think should be considered uh, when coming up with the life of like the background of your, your of your half elf, and I think it's really poor taste to just run a half elf. Oh, He's basically a human, but he also has all this dope extra shit for being a half elf. Yeah, that's not I really mean, in the the style of the game, but that's just my personal opinion. You know, you run your game how you're going to run your game. Well, so, what do you think about we we know somebody playing a uh, half elf mm-hmm. that um, is kind of doing that, like mm-hmm. from the human aspect, but he is he's um. He's dealt with like his family has like died basically or is is going to die. And he's like, you know what, you guys, I'm going to leave. And like that's that's the human side of it. I feel like you kind of like you're going to see those people die. And that that is a good place to start adventuring if you want to write it like that. Yeah. Not I don't want to get too into like characters of games that we're playing. But uh, I mean, him being the reason he chose half of was because half of would make 
dope ass bards. Yes, that's why. Okay, um, and it's okay. I mean, he's got a great backstory. He's got a great character. So I mean, again, like that's my general rule is I don't play half elves as human plus, and I don't think it's the best way to go about it. But again, like that's just my personal opinion. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with doing it as so long as you got a good backstory. You said half elves make good bards. They make great bards, but half elves also make a lot of great everything, much like humans. And okay. let's talk about why. Yeah. They get a plus two to charisma, which is pretty great. Um, almost whatever class you play, even a fighter, because having a little extra charisma is never just bad. A, never bad. Because there's going to be people and you're going to have to deal with them. You're going to have to talk to them. Um, but on or top, intimidate them. On top of their plus two charisma, they get that uh, plus one to two stats of their choice that humans get. On top of it. Nice. You're getting plus four to your ability scores. I don't think any other... That's busted. Yeah, I don't think any other race gets that. Because that feat, the, 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 it's listed as a variant in the player's handbook. Yes, And humans. it's plus, th- plus one to three stats, right? No. It's plus one to two stats of your choice. Two stats, okay. A skill proficiency of your there choice. There it is. And a feat. And a feat. Feats. Feats. So, let's... Half elves. Plus two to charisma. Plus one to two of your choices. Dark vision. Fey ancestry. Two skill proficiencies of your choice. Ooh. Yes, this is a powerful race. This is one of the reasons this race is so prolific. So if you're a bard, you're going to probably take performance as one of those proficiencies? Well, here, maybe, but it's... Okay, bard's a special case because bards get to choose, I think, three or four skills from the entire list. Most classes... yeah, that's right. Most classes, you have a a class list. So let's go with ranger. I'm a half elf ranger. I'm going to choose my stuff from my ranger list. I'm going to have my background skill. And then I get to choose two from my racial, but they can be off the whole list, much like a bard. Okay. So I'm generally going to choose off my class first because it's limited uh, against my background, which is locked in. And then after that, choose uh, from wherever I want outside of my class list. A bard doesn't have to worry about that because you're already choosing off the entire list anyways. Right, okay. But yes, half-elves make great bards because of that charisma, and also because of that charisma, that means they're going to make great paladins, they're going to make great warlocks, they're going to make great sorcerer, or any of the charisma casters. Um, nice. But on top of that, like a lot of times I'll see half-elves uh, as clerics. Um, because of that, plus one to two of their choice, they can basically get anything. And because of the two extra skill proficiencies, they're going to be well-rounded outside of combat, too. Yeah, It's like being a little mini-bard, if you will. Cool. You know? Really cool. Bards are jack, kind of... Uh, jack of jack, all trades. Jack of all trades. Yeah. yeah half of was a little mini-that. In 4th edition, it was interesting because that was a power-based system. And they got the plus two to charisma. And I think they got plus two to constitution to show, like, their human, like... Uh, durability yeah, okay. in comparison to elves. Right, right. Um, I don't think they got an extra skill. I think they, they were naturally trained in persuasion and insight. But um, one thing they did get was, I, I don't know how it's pronounced. I think it was dilettante or dilettante. It's a French word. Beats me. And basically what it was is like whatever your class was, you also got to choose an at-will power from any other class in the game. What? Yeah, just because oh. you got that, that versatility. Yeah, I'm just going to yeah. do whatever I want. And then that's the thing, you know, I, I think what you were talking about before where you get to spend like de- a decade or two because you got all this extra time. Yeah, training Being skilled up. at things. Mm-hmm. Like, think I think that's why that's reflected on top of the human versatility kind of thing that you get for being half human. Yeah, man, if you want if you're going to live to be 200, 300, 
well, two hundred. Yeah, well, I, I just mean any kind of race that's going to oh, do right, that. Right, right. And you want to spend ten years like becoming like training mentally as a monk or whatever. Yeah. No problem. It's like yeah, you're not phased by that like a human would be. Like a right. human spends that time and then it's like okay, now I'm going to go use the shit out of it. Which is which is why you see like dwarven and elven architecture yes. and and weapon craft is so refined and so amazing. One thing I find interesting, and I was thinking about this the other day, is. When it comes to humans versus the long-lived races, uh, mm-hmm. it, it's very similar to my experience as a musician when it comes to um, classical musicians versus contemporary musicians. Look at classical music. It's been very much the same and very traditional for yeah. the last thousand years. Studied and refined. Studied and refined. And, I mean, we listen to Mozart and Beethoven to this day, and we will listen to Mozart and Beethoven for the next five to six hundred years, and who knows how much beyond that. Probably. And even though there are people at the forefront of classical music that do kind of push the envelope and innovate, they're a very, very small subset of that. Yeah, uh, you're mostly traditionalist and that, that side of music. Meanwhile... Look at contemporary music. In the last hundred years, we have come out with thousands of genres and subgenres. Music changes every decade. Except for the 808. Everybody just keeps on using that 808. Oh, yes. Yes, they do. Um, <laughs> something but, stick, but most Yeah, things, something stick. And yeah. Uh, oftentimes, what is old will be new again. And that, that's, again, for the analogy, that's how I look at it. Yeah. Humans are constantly innovating and pushing. Yes. And genres are short-lived like you know people aren't playing 80s metal anymore but man was it on top for a little bit and then moved on to other things like it's the same with humans in their short lives like they innovate and then spike up and then they change while meanwhile like elves and dwarves are living these long lives of mastering the craft but never innovating it's uh interesting to see like these humans in D&D are going to notice like, oh, that elf is just not aging and they're just like taking their sweet time. Right. And it makes you kind of reflect like, I don't have that. And I know like the grass might be greener on the other side in that instance, but it's also like, that's what's giving you the the drive to innovate and like be what you like. I have to get this stuff done or I'm going to die and nothing's going to be accomplished. Exactly. Unlike the elf or the, or the dwarf who's just going to get to like, why not take it's a the time to different learn? Mindset. Yes. It's a different mindset. And I think a lot of people forget to, to role play that mindset when it comes to playing elves. Because yeah. think about it. Like, I mean, sometimes you do want to ignore that mindset because sometimes there will be like a problem happening. And then maybe the elf will be like, well, you know, this problem will resolve itself in 25 years. Like, let the storm yeah, blow I'll just over, let it dude. blow over. Yeah. And like for humans, are, are you fucking kidding? That's like most of my life. This. No. Like, so yeah, like have to fix this now. that's something that I don't see often in role play. I wish I did see more, but yeah, half elves fall somewhere between both of these. Things. Yeah. So you get, yeah. I, th- I feel like you would get to decide as the person role playing, which mm-hmm. mentality you're going to take. Like, Oh, uh, maybe I'll just ignore that problem because it will phase itself out. And I'll just come back to this area of the map when it's convenient. Right. Right. Or maybe I should go get in there and, and do something about it. Yeah now because i have like i want to enjoy this for the for right now like I don't, I don't know how would you would you be more apt to take that elf standpoint on on that kind of thing i like a i have found in my fiction reading that the human blood usually overpowers the elven blood when it comes to mindset cool um half elves like 25 years is still a long time for a half elf like in comparison to an elf yeah but like it, it doesn't matter if it was even five years. The half elves going to like feel like, no, this should be taken care of now. Because that human, like, no, this needs to be done. Yeah, they're going to um, try to innovate. Also. I have I have found often that uh, half elves and dwarves 
in fiction that I've read a lot of, uh, they tend to get along pretty well. They, I think they have a similar mindset when it comes to like the whole longevity thing. Yeah. They're about the, they, they're in the same wheelhouse. They're of age. in the same wheelhouse of age. And I, I find that for, for whatever reason, the, the humanness, um, Hard, softens some of the more elven stuff that a lot of dwarves don't like, and so they—it's they, this nice mesh that like half elves and dwarves. You'll often see them working in tandem together. That's pretty cool, actually. Pretty well, yeah, I love me some dwarves. Yeah, dwarves are dope. Dwarves are dope. They're a fucking little asshole sometimes, yeah. but they're dope. I, I love dwarves <laughs> in a good way. Yeah. Uh, so are um, dwarves uh, a little off topic, but yeah. are dwarves gonna try to get shit done, or are they gonna take the elf standpoint of like? Nah, that'll that'll take care of itself. Like dwarves, kind of fall in like, all like, that human war will like be over soon. They don't give a shit about humans. They don't give a <laughs> shit about anyone not dwarven. Dwarves are a little bit of both. They are like we talked about with elves, traditionalists. They live long lives. They don't really innovate. They're super driven, but very spe- particularly. Yeah, they're really vision. greedy. And they like to build and like, that's just what they do. And they do it really well and really fast. And I guess they kind of innovate a little bit when it comes to that. But, um, or if there's like a problem, they're on it. There's orcs. Fuck them. We're, we're about to fight to the death. Like they're super into that, but like just day to day life, like they're just humdrum dwarves. Yep, that just gonna do the same thing every day. These tunnels. They're, they're creatures of habit. Gonna mine these minerals. Um, yeah, exactly. And they don't mind just doing that for decades every day. Like that don't phase them. Yeah. That's like, they love that's they the love. life they love to live. Yeah. Like they want to, they want nothing else to happen. So they, <laughs> they just mine. So, okay, so what, yeah. what what else do we have left about the um, half elves? The half elves. I don't know. I, I mean, I think I've said a, a lot. I don't have a lot uh, to add on to what I've said, unless you have like any with, questions. Yeah, with like 200 years, you can do a lot of push ups. And so, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <you laughs> being could. a fighter is like, uh, yeah, is like a, it seems like a good idea. I yeah, mean, you could be anything as a half elf, much like a human, because you got that plus one to two of your choice, plus skills that you want, fan ancestry. That's pretty much good for anybody. It just makes it harder to charm you and impossible to put you to sleep. Yeah. You got dark vision like everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, Charisma's good almost no matter who you are. The barbarian doesn't seem like a great fit. Like, so, mm, like, yeah. from what we're really discussing as far well, as like the social aspect. Plus aspects, two to charisma is good for intimidation. True. And a lot of people forget, especially players that I've noticed that I'm running right now, forget that like their charisma is also good well not you but like charisma yeah. is also good for the intimidation side of things and yeah. people seem to be like oh charismatic i like you it's also like oh charismatic you're scary charisma like, i like, fear your like words <laughs> yeah charisma i think this is just because in normal usage in everyday life we use charisma for someone who is likable mm-hmm. like they got such charisma yeah. but like in D, charisma is about the force of your will yes the it's force a tool. of your personality right it, it is a tool um, so as a half elf yeah. you're gonna you're gonna be able to push that part of uh part of your skill set a lot exactly. more so that would make you a good diplomat and make you a good um, yeah yeah just like yeah. the just like the handbook says like they're they're usually found to be great diplomats great ambassadors great bards great travelers great you know merchants right uh they kind of like they kind of have that like they shine at whatever it is they choose to do cool really generally cool. speaking all right but uh i think i think that is all we got to say about half elves that's all i got yeah all right let's call it a game yeah let's call it a game thank you all for listening and we'll see you next time see you next time Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story. 
Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.